This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, TSP officials hope to ease some worry about one of its funds. Federal employee unions are pushing back against return-to-office plans. And the IRS appears to have counted out some taxpayers a bit too soon. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board is clarifying that the Thrift Savings Plans International, or I-Fund, does not and has never included investments in mainland China. The board issued more details to try to demystify what it says are misconceptions or misstatements about TSP investments. It also comes in response to Republican legislation that aims to prevent TSP from investing in China. The board emphasized that the TSP represents less than 1% of all investment assets in the U.S. and says the 6.8 million TSP participants should not be discriminated against by restricting the ability to direct their money and save for retirement. At least one chapter of the American Federation of Government Employees is pushing back after a White House memo told agencies to start aggressively executing return-to-office plans. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. AFGE Council 238, which represents 8,000 employees at the Environmental Protection Agency, says the Biden administration's intentions would be highly detrimental to the agency's mission. The union leaders say EPA is already struggling to hire 1,800 new workers in the next year, and returning to the office more often would only worsen the recruitment challenge. In a survey of EPA employees earlier this year, about two-thirds said they'd consider leaving the agency if their workplace flexibilities were reduced. And adding to the list of concerns, the union says the negative environmental costs of working in the office come in direct contrast to EPA's mission. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. And AFGE may have a new bargaining unit for European federal employees by the end of the year. The union started a new local for employees of the Defense Health Agency and the Army and Air Force Exchange Service. So far, it's signed up about 100 at-large members. The union will need 30 percent of employees to express interest in order to conduct a vote on recognizing the union. There are about 30,000 federal employees working in Europe. AFGE hopes to represent about 10,000 of them. The Biden administration is asking Congress to keep wildland firefighters from falling off the fiscal cliff. Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains how. Wildland firefighters could see their pay drop to as little as $15 an hour without congressional action. So the White House is asking Congress for $60 million to ensure firefighters don't face an unexpected pay cut. The extra funding for firefighters is part of a $40 billion supplemental request the Biden administration sent to Congress yesterday. The White House is also asking for $24 billion for Ukraine, $12 billion for FEMA and its Disaster Relief Fund, and $4 billion for Southwest Border Security. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Pentagon sees a lot of promise in generative AI, the same technology behind ChatGPT, but defense officials say they want to embrace it responsibly. That's the job of a new task force DOD stood up yesterday. It's called Task Force Lima, and it will be led by the department's chief digital and artificial intelligence office. Officials say they want to understand the use cases for generative AI for defense and make sure DOD's efforts to implement the technology aren't stovepiped. The task force will also spend time consulting with experts in industry and academia. 
The National Security Agency is looking at new ways to recruit its next generation workforce. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The NSA is considering hybrid work options and whether more work can be done outside of classified facilities. Those previously unthought of flexibilities are being looked at as the NSA has openings for more than 3,000 positions. NSA Director Paul Nakasone. We are in the midst of perhaps the largest growth in our agency's history. And Nakasone says the NSA is making a big hiring push now because a large chunk of its workforce was hired in the late 1980s and is now eligible for retirement. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. The intelligence community as a whole aims to build its next generation workforce by increasing workplace flexibilities and offering more regular rotational assignments. Those are among just some of the plans outlined in the 2023 National Intelligence Strategy released this week. The document sketches out the IC's goals and principles amid intensifying competition with China, Russia, and other threats. The strategy commits the intelligence community to overcoming long-standing challenges in the workforce arena, including through better vetting processes and more professional development opportunities. The Space Force is partnering with Johns Hopkins for a new professional military education program aimed at creating an interdisciplinary curriculum for space-based education. The intermediate and senior-level programs introduce service members to military leadership and policy issues. The course will last a year, and students will get professional military education credit and a master's degree in international public policy. The first group of 51 students began the course in July. Space Force hopes to nearly double the attendance in the program next year. The Department of Veterans Affairs is extending the deadline for veterans and their survivors to receive the maximum benefit they qualify for under the Toxic Exposure Pact Act. The VA is now giving veterans and their survivors until the end of the day on August 14th to submit a benefits claim or an intent to file a claim and be eligible to have their benefits backdated to August 2022. That's when President Biden signed the PACT Act into law. The VA is extending the deadline after experiencing technical issues on its website when it received a last-minute surge in benefits claims. The last of 10 bid protests of the first Source 3 small business contract has been resolved, and the Homeland Security Department has come out on top once again. The Government Accountability Office denied the Alliance Technology Group's complaint of the $10 billion IT products contract. Alliance Technology claimed its proposal was wrongly eliminated for failing to complete a required attachment when the relevant information was included in its proposal. GAO has either denied or dismissed eight of the 10 protests, with the other two being withdrawn. DHS received more than 600 proposals for First Source 3 and has been working on the vehicle since April 2021. And an IRS watchdog finds the agency incorrectly flagged tens of thousands of taxpayers as deceased. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The IRS confirms it locked the accounts of more than 20,000 taxpayers last year after erroneously flagging them as deceased. The Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration reports the IRS may have incorrectly flagged another 14,000 taxpayers as deceased. The IRS routinely locks the accounts of taxpayers it believes to be dead based on data pulled from the Social Security Administration. The IRS says it will conduct an annual reconciliation of its death data and SSA records. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Eric White. Hey.